This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 63, recorded on March 6, 2017. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we're ready to talk spring training. Uh, we got some free Andy discussions, Tyler Nankin's injury, our worst AL Central fears, and of course, your questions. Uh, joining me today to help you know, talk uh, to help tackle all this spring trainingness uh, is Let's Go Try writer Merritt Rolfing. Also, evidently, to learn how to talk, Matt. <laughs> Hello, it's nice to be here. Anyway, Merritt's off the podcast now; he's no longer allowed on. And... Okay, it was a, a great show. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and also, a special guest host, our spring training correspondent. If you're on Facebook Live now, you've probably seen her a couple other times, uh, Brittany Fowler. Hello, thank you for having me. Yep. Uh, so, so let's just talk. Spring training, Brittany, you're the only one who's there. <laughs> I think Brittany. as long as <laughs> spring training goes, if you're there, that's the only reason to be excited. So has it been fun I mean, being down there? Is this your first time seeing any spring training? It, or? it is. It's my first time ever being to spring training, ever. So it was pretty, I mean, I can't say it was awesome because the only <laughs> two games I went to, we lost. But the whole experience was actually really great. Yeah, One of those was the ones where, wasn't it the blowout that you went to? Either one or the uh, other way. <laughs> no, one of them was a blowout and the other one was two. Yeah. Well, the yeah, the Rockies. Um, oh, I right. went to that game. That was on Friday against, um, yeah, the Rockies. Sorry. I'm, like, <laughs> keeping all my notes together so I can figure, make sure I'm on the right page with everybody. Uh, yeah, obviously that game was um, really hard to watch. And it's funny, too, because um, actually my boyfriend is in the Rockies minor league organization, so... I was there and I was like full decked out in my Indians gear, but you know, he's always on the side, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just don't look but, him uh, no. in the eye. Yeah. I mean, it was still, it was awesome. It was my first time to Goodyear park. Um, definitely my favorite park so far, not just because I'm an Indians fan. Um, but obviously Carrasco Miller and Logan, they were pitching. Ooh, just a second. My light just went out. Um, Carrasco, he allowed four runs on six hits and one and one third innings that was ugly um miller he allowed two runs on three hits and then logan allowed a two out grand slam in the fourth but oh, of course Lord. um <laughs> ursula came back and kind of responded to that with his own grand slam and uh naquin you know he did, he hit pretty well but i'd have to admit um it was really nice to see zach McAllister come in and pitch that two and one third innings and he retired all retired all seven of the batters he faced so on a, on a bright note that was nice to see but um <laughs> Yeah, that was not a pretty game to watch. So, Merritt, I'll turn it over to you. Um, how, how worried about, are we about this? Does this mean the season's over and we should just pack it in? Um, no reason to watch anymore? Indians are done? Well, I, it's obviously all false because Zach McAllister <laughs> is pitching well. But, no, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they were saying everything I read was at Carrasco, at least. It was just, I don't know, knocking a little bit of rust off. So yeah. Again, it's so hard to get too worked up about any of this. Really, I am curious <laughs> to hear more about how Boone Logan looked. Um, I think he's going to be of vital, of vital importance uh, in 2017 during the actual season. But how close is that to that airplane graveyard? Hmm, it's pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> God, that's, yeah. See that—that's the part I'm most fascinated by—is that airplane graveyard, just because of that scene, I guess, in Con Air. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, actually really close. Man, it's so cool. It's so weird that they just do that with airplanes. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about it, uh, about anything that happens to these pitchers at all, unless their arm falls off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so sort of speaking of that, uh, Brittany, one of the games you went to was Danny Salazar's start, right? Yes, so Did that you know, was Thursday. 
did you notice anything with him? I mean, does it look like I know it's um, the first start, so who cares? But <laughs> right, I mean, it was yeah, it was his second start of the spring, so it's kind of hard to sit there and really judge him off that. But um, to be honest, he struggled a lot with his control. Um, he walked, I mean, he walked three and gave up one run in just two innings, and um, so it was not the best from him. But then again, you know, it's early in the spring. You can't really, you can't really say who's gonna be doing well come, you know, May, June. Yeah. Is so. there a, is there a difference in quality of like umpire that you, that you've noticed in the games you watched so far? I mean, obviously it's all the same guys pretty much, but I've, right. does it no, seem like I didn't they... really notice anything as far as the umpires. I mean, it all seemed the same. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem any worse or any better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, it's hard to. We're in like the second week of spring training already, and I am. I'm so ready for it to be over. I think I've said this every week that we talked about spring training, but I want real baseball now. I don't want the WBC. I want the Indians playing games that matter and Boone Logan not getting shelled by the Rockies. That's that's really right. all I want. <laughs> the World Baseball Classic does matter. Don't you care about your Rockies? <laughs> not at all. I don't want any. I saw. Um, who was it? Tyler Krieger for the Israeli team. He. I think he had like two walks. He had the first walk of the the whole tournament technically, so there's that. And then he was like 0 for 5 other than that. <laughs> so the Indians are off to a great start in the WBC. As long as nobody gets injured, I don't care. <laughs> but one important thing out of spring training that might come up more is the the free Yandi movement. Uh, everybody seems to love Yandi Diaz so far. Not to put too much en- emphasis on numbers, but he has two for nine. He has two doubles already and five walks, which is... That's just going to be what he does, I think. Uh, Frank Cohn has been a big fan of his so far. He said he's an advanced hitter. He controls the strike zone. I mean, I, I want Yanti to come up. Almost every Indians fan does. So, so Merritt, is he going to come up? Is this it? Is he going to have a big enough spring training, you think? I just don't think there's room for him, you know? I mean, so many things would have to go wrong for him to get called up. We said this also about Naquin last right. year, and, every, and everything did go wrong for him, or for him to get called up. Mm-hmm. So... I don't want him to get called up only because that means that Michael Brantley is not going to be playing baseball for the Indians in the regular season. But I don't see why not. It sounds like he's just a poor man's uh, Edgar Martinez, and that's pretty good, right? Let's just uh, let's just get an Edgar Martinez on our team. Why not? Why not? Sir? Did you get a glimpse of him at all down there, Brittany? Um, no, I didn't really get a good glimpse, glimpse of him. But I'd have to agree with you, Merritt, because um, I think his bat's ready. Um, I think the same thing, though. I don't. They don't know where to put him, and. Um, Frank Kona said the same. I mean, he's saying he's either going to be bouncing around from left field to right field to third base. And um, I did notice that Frank Kona did say that um, right now he sees him in the minors come April. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see him up there um, with the team. But if that means that it's only because someone's injured or, you know, something like that happens, um, I don't know. But right now I think we'll probably see him in the minors. Is there any chance? Does he have a real position too? You know, like, I mean, I know he's kind of a theoretical corner outfielder, third baseman, but it sounds like he's all those things based on bat only. So, you know, does that? Do any of you guys, either of you guys, really feel like that's a player they they have such a log jam with the first base DH uh, left field kind of position? It just seems like he doesn't have space on the team. I'd almost want them right. to like trade him in some way, but I mean, how do you trade a you know a minor league, a 25-year-old yeah, minor yeah. leaguer like this? I don't know. As far as I know, he came up as a third baseman and they put him in left field basically out of necessity because they have so many third basemen in AAA and I mean, there's Giovanni Urshela and then obviously in the majors they needed a left fielder more with Brantley injured, so he's a third baseman. I mean, Carlos Santana came up second. as a catcher too, though, you know, so. Yeah, and that worked out great. So. 
What does that mean? <laughs> so, do you think maybe he will be traded? Is that a thing that could happen? I mean, he, he is just a prospect who has a lot of upside, or not a ton of upside, but he's almost ready now. So, I thought he was older, to be quite honest. With you. <laughs> I thought he was older thought than twenty-five. Like 20, yeah, I thought he was like twenty-eight years old. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I picked. I, I think I'm confusing with someone else who was like thirty-two and hitting well for the Indians uh, last year. I don't know, like Jesus Aguilar. In the minors, but maybe. The yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, don't, don't bring know. up. Don't Some... put that on Yandi. He's not Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him. I could see them using him as a trade pick, only because I mean I don't know where they would put him. Yeah, he so has a great like, bat, but I mean we have we have great bats in the lineup that we aren't putting in the field as well. So yeah, um, and if they're a yeah. in the trade, they're probably going to be pretty good because then they'll have Brantley playing and. Because they would right. have to be pretty sure about Brantley to, to trade Yandy Diaz, I think. Because if they don't, like, who do they have him left? It's just going to be Geyer and mm. I know Merritt. You love Abel but <laughs> he's not great. Well, he's going to be the starting center fielder, of course. <laughs> he's going to play 150 games in center. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully he won't be traded. I'm I'm excited to see him. If not, just if anything, just because I like seeing prospects come up. I don't think he'll be like the next seven-time All-Star prospect, like some people might think, but. I think he's going to be good, and you can't ask for much more out of a prospect than just being pretty good at at least one position. Right. Well, now I'm going to start Googling Edgar Martinez. How did he get <laughs> so, speaking of center field, uh, the lesser half of Merritt's dream scenario of A. Belmonte in the center field would be uh, Tyler Naquin. Yesterday, he took a, a ball off the foot. Um, it, was, it seemed kind of scary at first. I didn't see... Obviously, I didn't see the game happen, but one person on Twitter said he was carted off. He at least limped back to the the dugout I saw. And it turns out uh, today it was just a foul ball off his foot. No structural damage. Just some bruising and swelling. Uh, that's about it. He's going to be out a couple days as that recovers. So, so yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see that game. But uh, I was seeing the same stuff. But like they said, the x-ray came back negative. So, yeah, just just a quick reminder that baseballs are really hard and really fast. And, <laughs> and not everybody can be Brandon Guy and just take a ton of baseballs and be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Merritt, would you uh, have been worried if... If he was out, if that was a big injury, do you think that's a huge, a huge blow to the Indians there? Changing the subject completely. <laughs> Edgar Martinez broke out when he was 27 years old. So maybe they should hold on to Yandy Diaz. Uh, but back to Naquin, I, I don't want him to be hurt at all. No, I, I, I adore watching that kid play. Um, I, we need to see if he can learn how to hit a fastball up in the zone, of course. But I, th I think that would be a bit of a crushing blow to them. It might have opened the door for Zimmer. But even with him, I don't think we're – I mean, even if he had gotten hurt, I don't think we'd see Zimmer until – what, you know, what, what, what's the date on that? Like a April 17th, I think, is when you end up being able to get an extra year out of him or something like that? Yeah, even then, they want he, – he's got to show he cannot strike out 30 times – or 30% of the time. Well, he's not doing that so far, I don't think. He's only striking out like – 30% of the time, so that's 7% <laughs> less. Training. Yeah, and he's hitting bombs, too, so well, what do you want? I mean, look, either it all matters or it all doesn't. I need to pick one or the other, so I'm deciding to pick... Uh, I guess I'll just nickel and dime my way through this, but it, uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope Nathan's okay. I, he, again, he needs, he needs as much time on the field as he, as he can get because he needs to learn how to, again, hit a fastball up in the zone, but mm -hmm. I'm really on this Edgar Martinez thing oh my now. God. I have an article to write for Thursday. Perfect. Is this going to be your comparing Gandhi Diaz to Edgar Martinez article? Is this what's happening right now? Oh, yes. yes you're watching it become born. Yes. This is, this, is, this is its birth. This is the birth of the article. <laughs> so, Brittany, when would you want, uh, regardless of an injury, so what are your opinions on when Zimmer should come up? Is that 
do you want like just right away you think or does he need some time in the minors uh you know if we're getting to that you know <laughs> um austin jackson or bradley, bradley zimmer oh i don't know it was such a <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't decide on that one i think he needs more time in the minors honestly yeah. um i think i think jackson's gonna be i just hear francona talking a lot um saying a lot of really good things about jackson uh, and then, of course, he's cleared to play tomorrow. Yeah, and he hasn't um, even played yet. He's already getting the compliments. Sounds good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think I think Zimmer needs to stay down at least a little bit in the minors. Um, but, like I was saying, if we're comparing Jackson and Zimmer, I'd have to go with Jackson on that one. Yeah. And not the not the put my own article out there and <laughs> advertise it, but the one I wrote earlier about um, the underrated moves. Like, if there was one for the Indians, I would have said it was Austin Jackson. I mean, they signed Boone Logan and and Carnacion, those were big, huge deals. But then I think adding Jackson, he was injured on. They added him on a minor league deal that it'll at least be a mm-hmm. like a one point five million dollar deal if he makes it to the majors. That's that was a pretty good signing. I think that's more of a typical Indian signing. Like any, any other year, right. that would have been their only free agent mm-hmm. signing, which is terrifying right. to think of now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they got the other ones. But that's a really good move that I liked. And even if it doesn't pan out, it's one of those ones where they don't lose anything because he'll be gone and they didn't own much of anything. Exactly. So, I'd have to agree with you on that. Getting around to our AL Central uh, rivals, who are you guys most worried about? Uh, Brittany, we start with you, since I'm sure Maris researching is Edgar City, Martinez. for sure. <laughs> Kansas City. I don't want to. No, just let them be bad. Why, oh, Brittany? <laughs> I just don't. I, they have way too much. I mean, it's they've got to be good this year. I mean, they just have to for their own sake. But um, obviously, they're. I mean, they're one year out from the last World Series, and I, I just think they're going to be our toughest contender. Do you think it's one of those cases where if they're not, if they're not a really tough contender or even leading division at midseason, they're going to sell completely and just spiral down? I from think there? so. Yeah, I mean they have way too many players that. Um, I mean, I just feel like if th- this has to be the year for them, and if it's not, then it's going to be a tough road in the next couple of years for them. Yeah, I kind of feel for Salvador Perez if that happens because he signed for what like another five years, and I'm sure he's going to be playing like 160 games a year, so. He'll be destroying mm-hmm. his knees for a well under 500 team for a few years. Yeah. But still, he's on the Royals, so I mean, I don't feel that bad for him. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want him to win. I am okay with seeing a Royals fire sale midseason, so. So, Mayor, <laughs> what's yours? All right, well, I have three different levels of this. Oh, the first being, and I agree with Brittany in, in the kind of, uh, with the Royals, they, I, mean, I just feel like they have too much kind of magic behind them. They're just... They're they're all that grit and grind kind of a team that's just very irritating to play, and I feel like they could once again completely outplay expectations and projections and win somehow win like eighty six games just just out just through piss and vinegar pretty much. <laughs> um, in terms of actual talented team, I'd say it's had to be the Tigers because I mean they have a Cy Young what second place they got Miguel Cabrera who is very good. They have a ton of bats. Even if Ian Kinsler takes a step back, he's still you know, the third best second baseman in the in the AL. Uh, they have the two young, very good pitchers. They don't go to a bullpen because they're the Tigers, but they're definitely probably the only team that, on paper, looks dangerous. And then I just want to say the Twins because they're just an irritating team for the Indians to play. I feel like they're <laughs> gonna they're, they're gonna have like a winning record against the Indians, and they're gonna win seventy five games total, but they'll go like twelve and six against the Tribe. 
and you just go, why, how, why? And Byron Buxton's going to hit like 380 against them. And, you know, Joe Maurer will do his usual 315. He'll, he'll play like it's 2009 against them. That whole, you know, that whole thing. So, <laughs> and Corey Kluber have a no-hitter going and Joe Maurer will ruin it. Just to throw out a random, totally yeah. never happened scenario. But Oh, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I don't know who, who's even. I, I was like, I was talking about this team the other day, and I, I can't remember a single t- player on their pitching staff. So someone on their pitching staff is just going to be shut down against the Indians all year long. <laughs> no clue who, but who was that one I, that it, came up? He was really good against the Indians for a game, and then kind of tanked. Was um, it Barrios was that his name? It was any one of the random garbage that just kind of plowed <laughs> through there. It's ridiculous. I mean, Kyle Gibson's probably going to throw. In, he'll probably throw seven shutout in, innings twice against them. Uh, Phil Hughes will look good. No, that's going to be the most irritating team for them to play. But I think in real terms, it's the Tigers. In kind of magic of baseball terms, it's the Royals. And <laughs> just, just being a bugaboo, it's going to be the uh, the Twins. It's, I think it's just going to be a very irritating division for the Indians to win. You know, they're going to win it by 10 games anyway. Yeah. So my, my initial answer was the Tigers, just because I don't think the, the Indians are going to go, what was it, like 15-4 and four or whatever crazy thing it was against them again? I don't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but... It's going to be a closer battle. Miguel Cabrera still exists. He's alive. There's a lot of good players still on the Tigers that are just old and they have to be healthy for a whole season. But my answer, I'll change it since Merritt stole it and just blatantly ripped off my answer. Cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the White Sox, just to throw it out there. They still have Jose no. Quintana. Listen. I'm leaving. <laughs> they still have Todd Frazier, who maybe isn't completely horrible and awful. They he have... was the worst 40 row home run hitter ever. Like, ever, I think. He still might not be terrible and awful this season. <laughs> they have that one guy with the mustache. Oh, Rondon. <laughs> yeah. No, not Rondon. Charles, the, the second Rondon baseman. Rondon has an amazing mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rondon does have an amazing mustache. But they also have, um, like, some of those rookies, Moncade is going to come up. I just have a fear that at least one or more of them that got the trade is going to come up and then all of a sudden be really good. And they're going to be, they won't make the playoffs, but they're one of those teams who are like right there at the end. And then we look back years later, like, how the hell did they do that? Um, so at least there'll be enough to challenge the Indians, I think. Um, yeah, but my real answer was the Tigers, but I'm okay with saying the White Sox, too. And I would almost say the Royals. I just don't want to say the words that the Royals are going to be good. I don't want that to be out there. That That's a real thought. <laughs> <laughs> that, those two years were rough. I don't like the Royals anymore. It was fun when they were the team to beat up, I think. See, I never liked them because I thought they were an embarrassment to baseball for so long. And then they got irritatingly good, and it was just very hard to deal with. It was it was confusing for all of 2015, and then 2000, or 2014, and 2015 was just, just irritating. Uh, you guys think Justin Upton's going to be any good ever again? Yes. I know he was really good in the second half last year, especially in, what, September, but... How much of an albatross is that contract going to be for the Tigers going forward? A huge albatross or just kind of a big albatross? For any other team, it would be huge. But for the Tigers, it's just another big contract. And I think he's going to be good. He's just streaky. He'll be good in big chunks. So streaky. <laughs> what do you think, Brittany? Um, you know, I'd have to probably agree with you, Matt. I think he's going to be good in big chunks. but mm. eh, At least not know. good enough to not sink the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> He was so perfect last year, too, because he was just terrible until the team was out of it. And then he just had an 1,100 OBS in September. Just, then he just got what bored a, and said, I'll hit. What a brilliant sure. player. My goodness. <laughs> so any other opinions on the rivals that we should be completely scared of here? Is there any? I mean, like, is there a real chance any of these teams are really going to catch the Indians? 
Am I, I think the Tigers right have now? a real chance to do it, yes. I think they're the only team that does because they do have the pitching still. Like in, in a very real sense, they do have enough bullets, I think, to catch up. I don't know about their bullpen, but they're starting pitching their top three. If you wanted to squint at it for a while, you could probably talk yourself into it being nearly as good as the Indians. Um, assuming no growth from Trevor Bauer, of course. But, I mean, Jordan Zimmerman can't be that bad again. Verlander is good again. Fulmer, they're going to get a whole year out of him. And then, who's the other kid that they called up? Daniel Norris, I think? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Norris looked really good, too. So, I think in a very real sense, they, like, they could win 85, 90 games if, if everything broke right for them. Yeah. They just, you know. <laughs> I don't think Nick, Nick Castellanos is as good as his numbers suggest. But, you know. Whatever. So, <laughs> how many would you think the Royals would get, Brandy? Is it was a was it a thing you really think the Indians will be afraid of them, or just because it was a question that was posed, kind of thing? Um, I just I don't know. I think you know that's a really tough question. Probably just because it was an in, it was a question, but I just I feel like the Royals have so much to lose. I don't know. If, I just feel like they I could see them having a really big year just because they have so many players on the line and mm -hmm. the organization just has so much that they need to do this year. And it, I mean, it can't be next year. It has to be this year. So I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot on the line for this, this team. And I just think that they're going to, I think they'll pull something out this year. Yeah. I mean, not that I want them to, but, <laughs> but it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like the type of team based on the world series wins that would be motivated, motivated just by that fact that this is their last year. Man, they're one big shot. So, that's, right. that's, I think all of them, there's always going to be somebody. They're not going to run away with the division, so somebody will do yeah. it. So <clears throat> next we're going to head into social media questions. Uh, every Monday I always ask you guys on Twitter, Facebook, you can always email us. I, I remember the email now. It's sbnletsgotribe at gmail.com, so send your questions <laughs> there. Shut up, Merritt. There is a letsgotribe at gmail.com, but I don't know who made it or who has the password, so through the SBN at the beginning there, and it's our password now, so... <laughs> If you email let's go tribe at gmail.com, I don't know who will answer you, but somebody will. It won't be us, but just add the password. Ask them the password. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ask them the password. Or I'd you guys on Twitter and Facebook or messages. I don't know. Find a way to get a question here. We'll answer it on the show. Uh, the first one, um, since you're here, Brittany, or since you're down in spring training, I'll ask you on this one first. Uh, Summer of Klee, they want to know, or at Summer of Klee on Twitter, they want to know, does it seem like Yandy Diaz is disliked by Tito in the front office? He seems to not really be getting a fair shake. Yeah, I, I'm not sure which way I lean with that because, you know, I haven't seen or heard him say, you know, a lot of great things about Yandy in that matter, but um, I just don't know because I think Francona is in a tough spot where it's just, where are we going to put him, yeah. you know? Um, I don't think he's not getting a fair, a fair hand, but... I think he I think he's really just in a really tough spot because he has a great bat but we really just don't have anywhere to put him on the field. Um so I don't think he's he's getting an unfair hand here. I think it's it's just he's just not lucky right now on our side. <laughs> yeah, there's just no space for him, yeah. Right. So you don't get a sense like the the old um the old knock on Tito that it relies too much on veterans. It's just it's not that Tito doesn't like him, it's just that there's just no place for him. Like Right, he, I don't, Michael Martinez I don't is not taking his spot. Him not liking him. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it's just simply put, there's just no room for him. Yeah. Merritt, do you agree or are you wrong? 
No. Wait, what? <laughs> do you agree or do you have a wrong opinion is what I'm asking. I don't think Terry Brangona doesn't like anyone. So I just I, – I don't I, – I, maybe I'm, I'm just projecting on him. I don't know. He just seems like the sweetest man on earth. So I just well, don't think that – He's forward with everyone too. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's a straight talker and he just – I don't know. He just – there's too much joy just oozing out of him at all times for him to seem like he could ever hate anyone. So no, I, I think it's again – yeah, like Brittany said, there's just – there's no room for him. He can't play the field very well enough to take a spot from anyone who's already there. Uh, they don't want to start killing service time for, them, for him for him to be just a part-time player. And it's just, you know, it's, you know like I said, it's bad timing. I mean, maybe next year once Santana leaves, he'll have, have a place to go. And again, Edgar Martinez broke out of the 27, so he's got two years. He still has time to be Edgar Martinez, man. It's going to happen. Plenty of time. <laughs> But yes, I agree. It's not that Tito doesn't like him. It's just this is spring training. There's a lot of players competing for one thing, and it might happen. Uh, I, I can't imagine. Now that you mention it, Tito being like, just imagine Tito being angry at you. How disappointed would you be in yourself? Like if he you made that get man that. angry. He probably gets disappointed. He probably just like you feel bad that he's upset with you. You're like, yeah, it. he's like, he's like that parent. You know, the parent that never screams. They're just like, I'm right. just disappointed in your decision, and that hurts more. <laughs> I bet when you go in his office, he takes out his gum and just sighs and wraps it up and throws it away. He's like, listen, <laughs> you're really bad out there. I mean. <laughs> like, who could he possibly have a – I'm trying to think of anyone ever in history could ever have a grudge against. Like, even when they played – when he was with the Red Sox, and they played the Yankees, you know, all the time. And those were just bitter fights. Like, he was always – he always seemed to be enjoying himself in the midst of it all. So, <laughs> He's the man who likes the scooter in his baseball. That's all. He, he probably doesn't like John Henry. But, you know, it's, about, it's probably about it. <laughs> Or Larry Lucino, any of the guys who own the Red Sox. You know, I mean, that's that's fair. They, they ran him out of town. I could see, like, Jason Kipnis, like, taking jokes too far and maybe upsetting him. But that'd be short-term. He'd be like, all right, we're back now. <laughs> no, Kip, stop it. Come on, stop <laughs> yeah. it. Sorry, it's like know. the kind of thing where, like, if – what was I – I lost the train of thought there. But, but yeah, I could see Kipnis maybe, like, pushing things. Maybe Lonnie Chisholm, Lonald. Those two maybe get – Those two guys are tricksters. They have to be, right? That's like, the they, equivalent they're... of a teacher scolding somebody. It's not angry. It's just right. <laughs> Tito keeping things under control. <laughs> so our next question uh, at Chris Holly two one six, he wants to know more likely to make the opening day roster and why Austin Jackson or Bradley Zimmer. Uh, Merrick, go ahead with this one. I think the answer has to be uh, Jackson, right? Zimmer, they don't want to kill service time. He's also just probably not ready. I mean, obviously he's going to hit bombs forever and he's going to be amazing. But <laughs> outside of that, I assume the answer has to be Austin. As long as his knee is okay, of course, and he, right. he's cleared to play. Tomorrow, so I assume it's a, by fencing post today. But yeah, he's just he's more useful as a part-time player. You don't want to call up your top prospect to just kind of have him sit on the bench. It's a waste of time, and the and the, and the kid needs to play anyway. So I'd say Jackson for all those. Yeah, for sure. And Brittany, we already kind of know your answer. I think, right? Yeah, I kind of answered this earlier. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I said, Jackson as well. I mean, Francona already said Diaz, Zimmer, and Greg. Greg Allen will most likely find themselves in the minors in April. So he's already he's already thinking that. And then, I mean, like I said earlier, he's Francona has been saying all this nice and positive and flowery, fluffy stuff about <laughs> Austin Jackson. So obviously he likes him a lot. Um, I haven't heard a lot from Francona about Bradley Zimmer. So I'm going to have to go with Jackson. Yeah. Is there any chance that neither of them do? I mean, I guess that's pretty high, right? If, if Naquin and Almonte can handle center. And if Brantley comes back, yeah, there's just no. He'd be the fifth outfielder or the sixth. He'd be the. He'd be the sixth. 
Yeah, he means yeah. There's no yeah. There's no space for six outfielders on a team, is there? I mean, even yeah. if they're, they're platoon as much as they are. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you platoon two positions to squeeze another outfielder in there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so the next I one. Another, another point I wanted to make there. Oh yeah, yeah, what were they saying about Naquin last year? Because I feel like it's almost like it's you know Zimmer breaking out. Like I just I'm, I vaguely remember them saying he's not going to make the team, and then he did make the team. Didn't because he had such a great spring last year too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Naquin- it was pretty much right up to the end where it was. He's not. He's totally not going to make. He's not going to make it. He's, yeah. he's totally. I know Abe's suspended. He won't make it. But he just had such a great spring, and that's yeah, one of the and, few and, times where a lot of things broke right, and he had a good spring, and right. then he got in. Right. Well, we don't need another suspension and another no Brantley because that's that will lead to, I assume Zimmer at some point, but right. maybe Yandy Diaz. Ooh. Maybe Diaz first, I think. Yeah, probably right. Or like Austin Jackson first, like when you said. I mean, would you want the more advanced bat or the more advanced glove? You know, that's the, I guess that's the real question. I think the Indians as a team could use the glove more, but you don't want the. You also don't want to have just a black hole in your in your lineup every yeah. every other day or whatever. So our so, next yeah. question uh, is probably my favorite one. <laughs> uh, at 1920 and 1984, they ask, "Will Michael Martinez make the final out of every Indian season for the rest of my life?" <laughs> <laughs> probably and unfortunately. Now, are they going to trade him to the Cubs, and then he <laughs> can make it out? And, uh, there we go. I mean, that's, that's it, question it doesn't be on the Indians. <laughs> Brittany, what do you think? Is that going to happen? Every single Indian season is going to end with Michael Martinez dejected walking off the field. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Just on another team, right? That'd be interesting. <laughs> How old is this man going to live to be? A 75-year-old man playing baseball. Jeez. <laughs> 75-year-old Michael Martinez. He's still... Still play second base occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) The Michael Martinez jokes we do. He's what? People will still keep on saying, oh, he's a young prospect, right? No, he's 72 years old. (laughs) What's so young? What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, I think he's like 33, but I always think he's younger because he's always been in the minors for so long. Exactly. I will say, for all the jokes we make about him, there was, I think we mentioned this before in the podcast, but... Um, the Clippers guys, they always said how, how good he was with prospects. Though. Like, he's a good guy at working out with the players and helping them develop and work ethic and all that. It's just when he gets to the majors, he can't hit. <laughs> so I'd rather have him in AAA for several reasons, including the fact that he's a good influence on players. Just don't ask yeah. him for, like, kidding tips or anything. Didn't I write about that at some point? I feel like I wrote about that not too long ago, about how they shouldn't have him around. and Trying not to be mean at Michael Martinez, but... I don't think so. Kind of got a might have gotten a little bit mean. Maybe I didn't publish <laughs> no, that no, one. No. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your Wednesday. After the Agatha Martinez, there's your next one. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, uh, Land Royalty, at Land Royalty on Twitter. They want to know how important is near 200 innings from Salazar and Cookie since they have never done it before. Uh, Marin, how important is it for Danny Salazar and Carlos Carrasco to get 200 innings or close to it somewhere? I don't understand this question. Uh, very important. I don't know. I just <laughs> exactly. yeah. Carrasco. I mean, Carrasco was going to hit 200 innings last year. He just got. I mean, first he obviously had a ridiculous injury when he tripped over the base or whatever in May, and then he broke his wrist because he had what 180 something like that, right? 184, I think, somewhere somewhere around there. Close. Yeah. So no, I mean, he's he was going to hit 200. I don't think that's a big deal for him. Like it's not like, like he's going to hit the Verducci wall or the Verducci wall, whatever it's called. You know where the huge spike in innings makes the guy suck suddenly. Yeah. Um, as for Salazar, I do not think he's ever going to throw two hundred innings in a season. No, I just it's my I, I go back to my old standby of he's a tiny man who throws very hard. <laughs> I just think that's not an equation that leads to 
200 plus innings. I mean, obviously, when, once if he does it, then I then I am wrong, and that's the way things go a lot. But no, I mean it'd be nice, but there's a reason they have depth too, and that's I think that's the reason they're going to be so good this year. It's not just the talent at the top, but it's the depth throughout that's going to yep. carry. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Brittany? Is is there any reason oh, yeah, it wouldn't I be important? I guess. In the same way, I was like. <laughs> Well, duh, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, you know, the Indians, their starting pitchers need to be able to go deep in the game. I mean, that's you, you bring on starting pitchers to be able to go six or seven innings. Um, so, I mean, you want to try and save your guys in the pen as much as you can, but that's when the back of the pen becomes important, too. You need your relievers to be able to come in and finish the job. So, um, I mean, obviously, yes, it's, it's huge. But, um, I don't know. I think... I think I could I could see them both reaching 200. Yeah, if, if that happens, we're we're in pretty good shape, I think. If that happens for both. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So um, Banjo Jack in the comments. First of all, his first question: What are your thoughts on Yandy Diaz? I mean, I'm assuming that question just came in. What are you? Did you just like turn it on? You've been here since the beginning, Banjo. I saw you commenting. You know, we've talked about it the whole episode. I think he means Edgar Martinez the second. That's who he's talking about, right? Yeah, okay. But his other yeah. question that I really like uh, is his last year's buzz phrase was party at Napoli's. What will this year's be? Is there any – it doesn't have to be a phrase. We'll, we won't limit it to that. But is there going to be, like, any any really big thing that catches on to that level, you guys think? Hmm. That's a good question. I know. I like it. I want question. something else to happen like that because that was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, and that was – that was very organic, too, wasn't it? It was. It was I just said, Nate Crow. He held up a sign, and it just caught on on Twitter. Hmm. That was literally all it was. First, it, first it was like Brohio. Yeah. You know, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was Party at Napoli's. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come next. I mean, who's the biggest personality on the team at this point? I guess it'd be like yeah. Lindorable. But that's just Lindorable. <laughs> <laughs> He's catching on. Maybe it won't be a catchphrase. Wait, we got but... we got Grady back in in the team oh, a little ladies. bit, so Grady's ladies might be on their way back to Cleveland. Thank God. I mentioned that as a as a joke when like the Twitter the teaser when it when that news first came out, and I got like, well, I I posed it like, does this mean Grady's ladies is back? And I got like four responses. We never went anywhere. Like they are, <laughs> <laughs> they are still around. I was lying in wait. <laughs> <laughs> In the bushes waiting, and they heard Grady Sizemore and popped out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had no idea that he was back on, you know, coaching with the team. I had no clue. And I saw I was down there, like, the other day, down at the spring training game. And I saw him walk by, and I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> you just so watch confused. baseball? Now? I was like, is that, is that Grady Sizemore? And the guy's like, yeah. It's like, you didn't hear? And I was like, I had no clue. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm assuming you'd be able to help. Michael Brantley, unfortunately, like <laughs> this has happened before. Just don't. Yeah. Just you, don't the same thing happen to me. You want to talk? Let's not go there at all. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that question, but I can't think of anything top of my head. I'm surprised um, nothing um, with Kipnis has really come about because Kipnis that's... is pretty big in yeah. on our team, but I've never seen like, anything he's, like. He's such a stereotypical like just frat guy. No. <laughs> He's he's a Cleveland. He's an Indian. I know he's not Cleveland, but he's always the person I think of. Like if I can name one player on the Indians who feels like he's just an Indian, he wouldn't fit anywhere else. It's Kipnis. I, yeah. We've been over this, and I think he's <laughs> perfectly in, in 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 the South Side of Chicago. I've met. I lived in that city for three and a half years. And I met a lot of guys 
like like Jason Kipnis. There were wonderful <laughs> human beings. I'm just saying he fit in very well in Chicago because he's from there, obviously. But still, yeah. But there's I don't know. But he's just he's too. There's not enough to him. I don't know. He, he needs to grow a big beard first or something. His beard is fantastic when he grows it. It's nice and trimmed. Oh, it's, it's quite and... strong, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a great chin line. So, and I'm know. almost positive, just anecdotally, that when he shaves his beard, that's when he, he slumps. Yeah, definitely. No, you, it's... it's... <laughs> <laughs> There's your That's next Come on, Go through every line. game, find his beard, track how he's done. I want that written up by Saturday. I will not do that, but I will keep a tracker house and make a new Twitter account for 2017. <laughs> but I think, yeah, Kipnis would be a good one just because, despite how wrong Merritt is, he's such like the Indians person, I think. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying he'd also fit in very well. You know, it's like I'd love to have Adam Eaton on the Indians, but he's perfect for Chicago also. He's a, you know, a little baby uh, Falcon Erica. <laughs> hmm. So, think about this for days now. Yeah. So the next question, I think, is mostly just for me. I don't think, Britton, you'll have any idea what this one means. Merritt might. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at Pilot Nick, he wants to know, what are the chances of baby Lucart being drafted by the 2034 Indians? So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the co-host is usually Jason Lucart, but he's out now. I actually don't know if his wife has had the baby yet. She was like 39 weeks last week, so maybe he has and he just went silent. But either he has or either he is or he will be soon, apparent. So he's busy with that stuff. And so what would 2034 be? How old would the baby be? Um, he'd be a year older than... He'd be 27. Um, right? No. No. He'd be, no, he'd be a year older. No, he'd be like 18 or something like that. No, what? Oh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, dude, math. Come on. <laughs> math is hard. It would be like 19. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you're chance. younger than Clayton Kershaw's kid. Excuse me. They had the same exact conversation about Kershaw's kid on effectively wild like, like a month and a half ago. You, re- you realize in 2034, it's going to be so weird, like a kid born in 2016. That's, I know that comes up all the time, but like a kid born in 2016 is going to be on the Indians. Or Yeah. Even if it's not Jason Lucart's kid, some, some baby that was born this year is going to be on the Indians somewhere, and it's just weird. I'm still not used to getting older. <laughs> I mean, we're going we're gonna to get to the point very soon where we're going to have players, yeah, in the NBA or whatever, who were born in the year 2000. I still remember that Randall Cobb is the first person born in the 90s to score a touchdown in the NFL, and I'll never forget that about Randall Cobb. <laughs> what but, a weird thing to remember about him. I know, right? But yeah, we're two years away from an, from an NBA player being in the NBA and being born in the year 2000, and then we're probably at four for the NFL and probably baseball, too. Yeah. Creepy. Dying, man. <laughs> We're all dying slowly. These dang kids <laughs> taking over. <laughs> so our last one, I'll just I'll just ask this and sit back and let Merritt answer it. And <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna say. At Es Turner thirteen wants to know what do you think of Abel Monte's role will be and what do you think his ceiling is? Seems like he's got a uh, solid bat. Merritt, what do you think about Abel Monte? Definitely, I don't know. I think he's a realistic, probably poor man's Kenny Lofton. Um, I think his absolute ceiling, quite honestly, is because what did he hit last year? He hit like uh, like two sixty with like a three ten on base percentage or something like that. He struck out forty two times and walked eight. Um, I'm gonna I'm doing all this. Off. I wrote about him so many times in the last month. Jesus, I gotta stop. <laughs> I think it's like um, three times. No, I, I literally yeah. I'm gonna do another one this month too. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start doing an article a week about Abel Monte. It's gonna it's gonna start to get weird. I think his absolute ceiling is probably like a 275, 280 with like a 320 on base percentage with like, I don't know, he could probably pop double-digit home runs, by which I mean 10. 
<laughs> and then probably another, you know, decent. I think he'd be exactly a league average hitter and uh, slightly above average, above working out to a two and a half win player, maybe. I don't know. I am, <laughs> I'm high on him. He's still only 27. He's never had a full chance to do anything in uh, the majors, whether it's because he has to play in a ridiculous stadium like Petco or um, Safeco. Safeco. Or because he got suspended for possibly doing steroids. <laughs> nice phrasing, uh-huh. man. Well, you know, I mean, who, who should say what happened? It could have just been a tainted sample or something. Yeah, it was know. just a bagel. It had Whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's eating a poppy seed muffin. Yeah, that's all. Right. Um, no, I, I think he could be something like that, though. His strikeout block ratio was much better in 2015 than it was in 2016. And when he was with Cleveland, it was basically 2-1 to one that year. So I think that probably what he did with Cleveland for those 51 games is probably what his ceiling could be for a whole season. That's 264, 321, 455. He hit five home runs, uh, another nine doubles, five triples. So, you know, something like that. Yeah. Again, poor man's Kenny Lofton, which isn't <laughs> bad at all, really. Brittany, do you like Abel Monte quite as much as Merritt does? Or are you a little... Mm. Yeah, I actually don't know that much about him, so <laughs> I'd have to say no. <laughs> so just know that Merritt is um, – I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a poster of Abel Monte just somewhere, several of them in his house, just sort of hanging around. So. It's a picture frame now, yeah. That's right, yeah. The utility of the Indians, my favorite player. There he is. In like two years, everyone's got nobody to know who he is. And you're like, that's Abel no. Monte. He was almost average. Hey, for 51 games, he was slightly above average. All right. <laughs> I remember when he first came up. Um, mm-hmm. the, it was right after the Indians did their like franchise four players, and there was like a, a graphic, and I changed them all to Abel Monte. That was changed it. Yep, franchise five. <laughs> <Yeah. Abel> Monte. <laughs> it was just four <laughs> Abel Montes and Omar Vizquel. That, that was the five. So I'd like to point worked. out in the comments. Um, where is it? That Colin Valensic, he says, I feel the same about Kip. Have the Indians ever had a captain? It would be someone like him warrant the title. Take that, Merritt, quite frankly. Well, I agree. What? <laughs> what? I'm just saying oh, you, you also okay. fit in very well. And I mean, listen, it's the NL Central in particular is very incestuous. You're going to see at least some of these players end up on a different team in the NL Central. <laughs> no, it's, Kip is going to be... Indians Omar Vizquel works for the Tigers, for God's sake. <laughs> and didn't he play for... I think he played for the Tigers for, for a little bit. Yeah. the White Sox at one point. He did, yeah. And Jim Tomey works for the White Sox. Jim Tomey also <laughs> played for a bunch of teams after he left. He did, It's still yeah. weird to me that he has a statue. I love Jim Tomey, but aren't statues supposed to be like lifers or really close to it? Oh, I mean, he was there for a long time. He had a lot of home runs and, you know, more than anyone else. <laughs> And he was awesome. I mean, uh, it, 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 it could have been someone better. You know, perhaps Albert Bell, but... Yeah. Oh, jeez. You know. <laughs> he loved that, I'm sure. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I want to get the one of him, like, after he pushed the guy in the bases and just... <laughs> his face oh, right after that. When he him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to call him Joey. That's one of the greatest moments in Indian history. That should be the statue. <laughs> <laughs> so that... Uh, that's the majority of our show. Well, it basically is our show, so... So, Brittany, what are you? Uh, what are you going to be up to? Are you still staying down to spring training for a while? Or are you done after those couple of games, or what? I actually fly back to Colorado tomorrow. So, unfortunately, I was only able to watch two games. Was it still fun though? Going, to, I'm still so jealous. Like, I don't even like spring training on TV, but the thought of going there and seeing like major league players in a minor league atmosphere is really, really cool. I think. So. Oh, it's so awesome! It's yeah. it's just so cool because 
it is a, a lot more laid back. I mean, I know spring training is still serious, but um, I mean, the fans still, I mean, fans are all down. It's not jam packed, you know, it, it, the stadium isn't sold out. It's really, really laid back and all the players still come up to the side and they'll like be signing people's autographs. And it was really cool. It was definitely something I was glad to experience while I was down here. Cool. So uh, where can people find where you write? I know you do. You did a picture of stuff for us. It was awesome. Uh, do you do you write anywhere else? Right well, now? right now I um, write with SB Nation's Swish Appeal blog. So that covers a lot of like women's college and professional basketball. I don't know if you guys are basketball fans or women's basketball. I'm fans. a huge UConn women's fan. Yeah, uh, I'm from right. Connecticut. <laughs> God, they're amazing. Have they won 106 yet? They won what 110 by the end of the year. I they're know un- they're unbeatable. God, they're amazing. So I write there a lot, but um. That's that's me. That's where most of my work is. And then, of course, whenever I contribute here, you guys can read stuff. You know what? Let's go tribe, and we'll see where else I end up. But it's cool. about it right now. Cool. We hope to see you around more. Um, yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, Merritt. Where's where's your crap at? Man, Connecticut went 144 <laughs> today. God damn it. Um, where are your Abel well, Monte fan posts at, Merritt? I remember this garbage website. <laughs> Uh, which is a lot of fun. You can read my writing most of the week. It pops up many days out of the week. You can also find various podcasts I'm on, including mostly baseball, podcasts about baseball mostly on iTunes. Search for it on Google. I'm sure it'll come up. Will it come up? That's a good question, actually. And then on Thursday nights, I am on a radio show called The Knockout on the Scorespace Network, talking about baseball mostly. It was originally it was an all sports podcast, but it turned into a Milwaukee Bucks and baseball podcast because of the host. It's very weird. But yeah, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Follow me on Twitter at Merritt Rolfing. Um, send me an email or don't. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll talk. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, this is where in the imaginary world of post editing, the music's going to start. So in a little bit, we'll fade out. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week.